everybody. Welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm one of your co-hosts, Meg T. I'm Meg Hayes. I'm Kate Alston. I'm Meg Trowbridge. Full names. Full names. Full names. Why don't you ever want to use your full name? I don't know. It's it's a mouthful. Do we have to talk to Kevin about this? Meg (laughs) Trowbridge. Um... I very much cherish this episode. I learned so much and we got really real with our guest. Um, you've, if you've listened to us at all, uh, you know how much we talk about periods and the very real presence of them. But in today's episode, we're talking about amenorrhea, which is the absence of a period. Whoa. Right? Twist. And you might be it's, all like, ooh, that yeah, sounds, sounds like a dream. Whoa. Hold the phone. Yeah. Hold, hold, hold. that period. <laughs> Hold that period. <laughs> Hold it tight. So we have the special guest to tell us about her experience with amenorrhea. Uh, she's an amazing health writer and friend of the pod, Michelle Konstantinovsky. And we are huge fans. Such big fans. So we love her so much. We're covering all sorts of stuff. We're talking about eating disorders and body positivity. And one of your uh, blows spontaneously cries at Lizzo. So, so guess which one? <laughs> Raise your hand if that was you. (laughs) No, but this was such a good episode and we're so glad that she came and hung out. She's so knowledgeable about all things menstruation. And in case you're wondering, she's been published in Cosmopolitan, Marie Claire, Teen Vogue, The Oprah Magazine, Seventeen, WebMD. I mean, she's truly an expert. A black splurt. Black splurt. Black splurt splurt alert. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Let's do this. Listeners joining us in Meg Trowbridge's apartment, the studio, the studio is a dear friend of mine, a colleague from grad school, a San Francisco based journalist and writer extraordinaire, Michelle Konstantinovsky, everyone. Oh my God. Yeah. Listen to the intro and the pronunciation of the name. Did I get it? <laughs> I think you, you may have added a letter. Oh, wait, wait say it, there. you say it. <laughs> it sounded pretty close. Konstantinovsky. Oh, I added an extra S. You know, but you're not alone. Konstantinovsky. It's perfect. Okay. No, you're great. You're... We should have. I ran everything else by you, but not how to pronounce it. <laughs> not the name. <laughs> I'm not precious about it. It's, you it's, should be. I should be, and yet I'm not. Okay. <laughs> We're glad to have you here, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. <laughs> I get Melissa. I respond to almost anything close. <laughs> Michelle's joining us because she's an expert and a haver of amenorrhea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? Did amenorrhea. you add an S to that? <laughs> amenorrhea, which... Am I pronouncing it right? Because in my head, I've been saying like it's amen and diarrhea. That's what you. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's what. Uh, OK. <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably what they had in mind okay. when they coined awesome. the phrase. Um, I always make it an A. Amenorrhea. Amenorrhea. Okay. I, I don't know. Sure. I just assume that's OK. What and explain called. what amenorrhea is. Amenorrhea is the absence of periods. And so in my like brushing up on the topic, because as I will say over and over again, I write all these articles and then I promptly forget all the information I collected in my brain. Um, amenorrhea, there are two types, primary and secondary. And so primary means that you don't menstruate, I believe, by the age of 16. Mm-hmm. And then secondary means you are missing a period, I think, for more than three months. And these things, these Which, definitions change a lot. Yeah, so. in three yeah. months, well, we can get into it. Not but that, that doesn't long. feel like that long. Not anyway. That long. No. Um, so... Tell us, okay, so talk to us about it. Like, let's right. get into it. So yeah. you you didn't have your period. Yeah. And I think this is a really good topic, actually, to touch on for many reasons. We've had a couple callers call in talking about how they haven't gotten their period for a while. Yeah. In my teens, I didn't get my period for a while, and we'll get into that, too. Yeah. So 
Yeah. yeah. I want to start by saying I was thinking even this morning as I was like preparing to come in here, how insane it was that when you asked me to do this, I was like, I can't do that. I'm not an expert. And like, all you're doing is asking me about my body. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I can't talk about that. Like, what do I know about my own body? And like, that's just crazy yeah. that women are conditioned to believe that we don't know what's going on. And yeah. not only are you, it's your body, but you've also written about yeah, this. You're extensively. A, you write extensively on women's health. <laughs> totally. And I'm like, and, and oh. gynecologists yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And, yeah. And again, like I having spent, I don't know how I've been writing about women's health for 10 years. Um, even with all of that, I still feel like I don't like I have to in my head diagram what the hell is happening I have to brush up on which hormones do what and mm-hmm. the fact that we're not taught this in school really like in mm-hmm. detail if I have if I struggle so much with it and I'm an experienced writer who's like dedicated my career to this what do average women do like yeah. we're not we can't we don't walk around with guidebooks like this is <laughs> not easy stuff to comprehend and and to hold in your head and to you know live an experience and make sense of so yeah. well we're so we'll he- glad to have you talk thank you this. and we uh, hope that our listeners maybe hear something that sticks out to them. i've always yeah. wanted to say the word listener Yay! Yay! Hi, listeners. <laughs> oh, i also loved when you called meg a blost is that right oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah that's we're, we're three co-blosts <laughs> <No big deal. laughs> still don't know how i feel about that <laughs> hashtag co-blost um yeah so i so what's your start. menstrual journey what, so yeah. menstrual journey um started normal periods around age 12 uh a little early bird um relatively pretty normal um my story my journey is wrapped up very much in disordered eating which is something I very much dedicated my writing to I've written a billion things about that and I'm really passionate about that Um, mostly because I feel like young girls don't realize what a slippery slope it is and how it affects you down the line because who thinks about that when you're a kid and you're just like caught up in it Mm -hmm. Um, anyway so um my relationship to my body was kind of like neutral um as a kid and then as um like I'm trying to think the timing I was I didn't really like care much about dieting or exercise I kind of like rebelled against that whole mentality and culture um until I was like 16 and then something just flipped like Mm -hmm. I just I had like experimented with diets but I was never um, committed. Um, I just w- didn't have the intention span for it. And then something just like flipped around age 16. And I just was like, Oh, I can fucking do this. And I wrote about it in an article I sent to Kate. It was Valentine's day. And I was like, I remember that like I put in my head, like, I'm not going to take any candy. It was, I think I was a sophomore and it was a thing. Like there was candy everywhere all day long. And I'm like, I'm just not, I'm just going to see if I can go a day without doing it. And I did, and it felt fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, and I had always had an obsessive personality. Uh. Leonardo DiCaprio wallpaper, <laughs> essentially. Like, my bedroom, <laughs> floor to ceiling, like, hardcore. <laughs> so this is not unfamiliar territory for me to be just completely obsessive about something. And it was just the first time I turned it on myself. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the beginning. And I just, um, I mean, I wasn't particularly I know I I was probably bordering overweight I was whatever on the BMI chart but by the way just aside BMI charts were created for insurance purposes I don't know if you guys have covered that yeah they were not created for medical reasons and we still use them um but I rapidly lost a ton of weight um I basically cut out most meals but this is something I really want to make clear um you don't have to completely starve yourself to have an eating disorder. Mm. You don't have to be 
uh, emaciated in a hospital to have an eating disorder. I want to make that super duper duper clear. And that was something that really fucked me up, I think, um, is that I had the idea in my head. It was like, well, no, I, I don't have anorexia. I eat like right. I was eating right. not very much. Um, and I won't go into like what that was, but it wasn't enough, right. especially for a teenage girl. Um, and uh, on top of that, I started exercising and like just being really compulsive and abusive about it. Um, so I lost probably like 50 pounds in the span of a few months. Wow. Um, um, got tons of compliments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, felt great. Um, and just didn't really realize it was a thing. Um, and it's a little blurry to me. I don't know when my periods stopped, but they did. Um, and it, I'm sure it took me a few months to first realize it and then to like tell anybody yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so from what you know about why periods stop Mm -hmm. why do periods stop when you when you extreme weight loss yeah so what I understand is that it's as basic as like when your body is under extreme stress or faced with some kind of you know physical challenge um, it starts to shut down energy to the non-essential functions Mm -hmm. reproduction is considered a non-essential function menstruation is part of reproduction so um it's just not what your body is concerned with your body's concerned with keeping your heart beating and keeping your organs going um so that's what i understand it to be interesting so amenorrhea can be brought on by also stress yes it's not just extreme weight loss. No. So there's a lot of causes, including um, pituitary tumors, which I actually did have an MRI. Um, They do test for that because what I also remembered today and kind of brushing up on my research is that amenorrhea, I think, is considered a diagnosis of exclusion, which means that they have to like rule out other things, but they have to rule out that there's not something um, structural going on. Mm -hmm. So you don't have like uterine scarring or something happening there that can prevent you from having a period. Um, pregnancy is considered the most common cause of amenorrhea, right. which I think is kind of funny. I, yeah. <laughs> and I, was like, yeah. I had yeah. to ask because we're, you can say no to this question, but were you se- sexually active? Could, were you like, oh, shit, am I pregnant? No, not okay. even close. I was just a scared <laughs> little virgin. I had no idea. So, no idea. so when did you, do you think you started to realize, oh shoot, I don't have my period. It couldn't have been that long. Cause, um, I think the weight loss happened sometime probably like junior year of high school and I know that I remember when I was dating my first boyfriend I had already I already had birth control as a prescription because I remember like being at his house and being like oh my god he's gonna see I have birth control and wonder what the hell I have that for because we're not having sex yeah. what was it um, for? to regulate my period oh, okay. so, so I had just, okay, so it had already been addressed medically by that point and I was I didn't date him for that long so it must have been within a six month window and yeah. you were prescribed that to regulate your period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that... Which we know it, doesn't actually give you a real period. Yes, it does not. So you you guys know this better than I do at this point. Um, that We the, read a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than I've done I a read a book. Y'all <laughs> read a book. <laughs> book report. Um, so yes, the bleed you get on um, hormonal birth control pills is a withdrawal bleed. So it's a withdrawal from the hormones. It's not because you're producing the hormones yourself it's not because you're ovulating but what I understand from my current provider um, who's a OBGYN specializing in endocrinology and reproductive health um, the pills um, they use like the old school thinking was that you can replace the hormones with Mm. birth control pills Mm -hmm. so you're replacing the estrogen and we can get into why that's important um, and that somehow will 
protect your body and your bones, which I want to get into also. Um, newer research, as far as I know, indicates that that's not the case, mm. that hormonal birth control pills do not do that. Um, okay. So that yeah. was, so, cause just to drop in my story, which yes, I feel like up to your point it. is very similar yeah. that I've mentioned this briefly on the podcast in passing, but I also like at age 16 had lost my period, had disordered eating. I don't like it's like you I, I mean I didn't lose 50 pounds I didn't I don't even think I lost that much maybe it was 20 and if you had seen me on the street you wouldn't have thought oh that that girl's anorexic you would just think I was thin um and my I, I don't remember like you I don't remember when I lost my period but I do remember kind of having it in my head that the first couple years of your period this is something that my mom kind of told me it'd be irregular right. It never was, though. So, like, when I did lose it when I was, like, 16, it was like, oh, well, this is just because I'm young mm-hmm. and, like, I'm new to bleeding, even though it had been four years at that point. Right. Um, but I think my mom at some point got wind of it and was like, yoink, you're going to the doctor. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was also prescribed birth control pills. Also put on a, a plan, like a nutritional plan, That's but great. which was great. And I'm thankful for my mom for that because it kind of nipped it in the bud. But, um, yeah, it's weird to me that, like, they would put you on birth control to regulate your period, but you're not not al- like not that alone but if you're yeah. saying that also it, be- it was because they thought they could replace the estrogen yeah so mm-hmm. one th- and I don't know I think it was a couple years later that I was officially diagnosed with it but one um complication of amenorrhea is osteoporosis or bone thinning mm-hmm. um and then osteopenia is basically like I don't know if it's confirmed a precursor, but they suspect it's a precursor for osteoporosis. And it basically just means your bones are thinning. So I was diagnosed with that um, at like 18. Um, And so the reason for that, I think, is because estrogen is like a key hormone in regulating um, calcium loss from bones. And you get estrogen from ovulating. From ovulating. Yes, exactly. And I had to and I had to look that up again today, (laughs) even though I've written about it a million times. Um, Yes. So so when you're not ovulating, you're not getting estrogen. So you're not getting calcium to your bones. Yeah. In a nutshell. Or I so what I read today um, was that you you amass the majority of your bone density from the ages of like to up to 25 to 30 um and then after that your estrogen is what's key in keeping that and maintaining Mm -hmm. it and if you're not if you don't have normal estrogen levels you're at risk for losing it okay again not a doctor and that's why also like it's a big watch out for women once they go through menopause yeah that's why you're supposed to have like estrogen supplement yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why jamie lee curtis tells you to eat yogurt oh yeah right yeah, sure and something <laughs> like also that. stay regular <laughs> that's a big reason yeah. <laughs> i'll do anything she tells me <laughs> truly, truly. i'm totally here for it birth control pills were considered like the first line of treatment like we replace the Mm -hmm. hormones and that's it the thing is when you're on birth control pills you don't know what's happening right it's 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 doing the work for you right um and i think that's not to say they're not useful and helpful in so many conditions i don't know that they're the right treatment option in this kind of scenario Hmm. i think it's an emergency fix but the duration that you're on the pills you have no idea what your body's doing Right. right so I stayed on it because that's what, right? They give you the pill and they never, they never give you an end date. Yeah, you just keep <laughs> you renewing just stay it. on it. I mean, mm-hmm. I had friends, my friends who are having babies now, they were terrified that they weren't going to be able to get pregnant and they all have so far, but they were, they started birth control the same time I did yeah. and they were on it until now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 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 
Yeah. We, yeah. So, well, that's a question for the gynecologist, I think, which we'll mm-hmm. have on soon. This week we're interviewing her and ask about that. Like, yeah, why is it that there seemed to be a time in the t- early 2000s when everyone was getting yeah. prescribed it for acne and right. for cramps and which for endometriosis, like we've learned that like, oh my God, like it's the totally. only thing that can fix endometriosis yes. or, or make it better. But I listened to that episode today. Yes. Yeah, Ooh, it's a so doozy. Good. I have a quick question about yeah. how you got diagnosed with, with osteo. Osteopenia. Osteopenia. Yeah. Yeah. Were you having like cramping no. or anything in no, your bones? No, that- I think it's just a like a standard test that they'll give if you're not having periods. Huh. Um, oh, wow. So you didn't have any weird like ankle breaks or anything no okay. i didn't have no the knock on wood knock on yeah. brittle bone no <laughs> um, i did have a weird thing a few years ago that i wrote about in that article mm-hmm. where i think i got a stress fracture and it was never confirmed and then i thought i had another one like you they're so hard to diagnose because right. you can't see them on x-rays usually yeah um I don't know if that's what it ended up being, um, but I started to correlate. I was like, oh, my God, everything must be related to the fact that, right. like, I'm breaking, um, and I don't know. Um, when I was 16 and in the throes of this disorder, I had, like, a weird MCL fracture mm-hmm. that, like, did not heal. Weird. And I remember, like, having to wear – I was, like, a, I was a super, like, active athlete – um, and having to wear like a knee brace and like wouldn't heal. And right. I always wonder if that was because I was like, yeah. cause if you look at me in the pictures, like I'm like, I'm tiny yeah. and they, I remember them. Did they measure like your body fat? I think so. Yeah. I can't remember. <clears throat> I mean, I did have that done, but I can't remember if that was something that I like sickly sought out, um, oh, that I wanted done uh, or if they actually yeah. did it. I remember the- them doing it to me and being like, for an athlete, you are not fat enough like you should have more muscle than yeah. you it was more like a muscle mass yeah, thing. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a body with the pinchers or yeah the, and yeah, they were yeah. like you play sports all year round right. like what are you doing it sounds like you got good care like yeah. i'm glad i'm really glad yeah, to hear too. that That's and i nice and i want to thank kathleen my mom because i think she saw it and recognized it and yeah. didn't like make it weird right. just kind of was like we're gonna go to the children's hospital totally. in seattle and we're gonna talk to a nutritionist mm-hmm. and a gynecologist and i was like Bless okay her. i want to give props to my mom as well like she yeah. was by my side through everything and i still have moments where i look at her and i'm like i'm sorry i'm yeah. so sorry yeah. um she really yeah. was through i mean eating disorders are so complicated and yeah. so you just become you t- you get taken over and there's mm-hmm. a lot of literature out there on like there's a really famous book in the recovery community called um life without ed or no that's the second one no is it life without ed um her name is jenny schaefer she's written a couple books and the idea that ed is like the eating disorder embodied as like an abusive partner mm-hmm. um and she writes about it that way and that was kind of the first time i had heard of it it really is like it's another entity that it takes over your personality. It takes over your brain. I mean, everything. And I just think people don't, I just saw something today from the national eating disorder association. It was like a, like a little meme thing. They had like a meme thing they had created. And it was like eating disorders are not a lifestyle choice. They're not vanity issues. And I'm like the fact that we have to keep telling people Mm, that is kind of frustrating, but they are not. (laughs) And I I get the temptation to categorize them that way, but they are not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you were, like so you're 18 you've been diagnosed yeah. with osteopenia <clears throat> what were your the rest of your 20s like in trying to figure yeah. out getting your period back so i you know i went away to college had a very normal college experience um I had done a lot of recovery work like gotten to a healthier weight and so what i felt like i was promised was that you know stay on the birth control but if you get if you restore weight which is what they say all the time if you restore weight your normal bodily functions will resume. Um, so I think I always had that in my head of like, okay, 
I'll hold up my end of the deal <laughs> and then body will mm-hmm. you hold up yours. Um, that wasn't the case for me. So there, I think there were a few times in my 20s where I wanted to just try to take a break and see what would happen. And it was disaster. Like there mm. were a couple times where I would go off the birth control and like my face just like acne. Like I never really had acne. I was very lucky. And then when I went off, it just derailed something and I got like really bad pimples. Um, and my period did not come back. Um, and reading about it, like I've seen that people say it can take up to a year, more than a year. Um, the thing is when you have osteopenia already, you can't really play around with that. You kind of can't go more than six months. Most doctors in my experience don't let you go more than six months. More than six months of what? Of being off of the of birth the birth control because yeah birth control does help with osteopenia that was because the thought okay. that was the right. thought but I don't know so the only reason I this is really the only place I've ever heard it and I've seen some literature online that backs it up but my current uh doctor is the one who was like that's old school thinking it's mm-hmm. never been proven by like a good solid study um so I think a lot of people still abide by that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that it's false. I just, I think newer research is showing that that's maybe not the case. Mm-hmm. So what she wow. has, and we can get to what she has me doing now, but it's a different regimen Got than it. birth okay. control pills. Yeah. So you did go off it, but your period never came back. Yeah. And I, it was probably just for a few months at a time, but yeah, nothing yeah. ever happened. So that was just kind of, I was like, okay. Like I also, something I didn't mention is that I have hypothyroidism and that's mm-hmm. something my mom has as well. So exactly. thanks mom. So it means your thyroid is slow. Mm-hmm. So your thyroid controls basically everything. Mm-hmm. It controls your metabolism, um, just like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, if there's a problem with it, you can be hyper, which means that everything's mm-hmm. sped up. And mm-hmm. like, this was another thing is I got diagnosed with it when I was like 15 or 16, like before the anorexia. And, um, Again, they were just like, take this pill for the rest of your life. You're fine. Oh, wow. That's what happened. And so basically, and it was, it's funny because it was like before the eating disorder. And I, I think at that time I felt like, why am I bigger than everyone? Why am I, you know, you're 14, 15. And of course you're like, that's where your head goes. Mm -hmm. And my mom was, you know, trying to help. And she's like, she was, had undiagnosed hypothyroidism in Russia in the seventies. So she was miserable for like most of her teenage years because she was, like two over 200 pounds and no one could tell her why and she starved herself and she developed her own disordered eating Mm -hmm. but she was trying to help me and she's like okay well let's go to the doctor let's test you because me it's genetic and I had it um but levothyroxine is the kind of the standard thyroid replacement hormone that they give you and they just you literally have to take it for the rest of your life my god so that's another complicating factor because it can affect your periods I don't think that was the case for me but there's so many things that can play into it um so when you were like not getting your periods so when so like when is the last time you had a real period it has to be high school wow yeah wow I don't yeah did you ever miss it um or like I mean, I mean, yeah. What were those? Well, I've had a fake one for so long that Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever got the chance to really miss it. I definitely have gone months without having it. Um, I honestly, I get, I've gotten jealous when I've heard people complain about Mm. cramps or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, because there's so much attached to a period. Like, not only just like, and of course, when you have it, it's usually terrible. Um, (laughs) Like, you're not happy to have it, but you know, it's. I'm sure you, I think you guys have talked about it, that it's considered a vital sign now. Mm -hmm. It's such an important indicator of your overall health and just like feeling like a woman. Yeah. Like it it is part of that. And it connects you. Like it's this shared thing. Yeah. Shared experience. Yeah. It's like a total bonding thing. Um, And I mean, no one did it intentionally, but I I would pick up on when people would complain about it. Cause I'm like, 
oh my god your body actually does what it's supposed to do what's that mm-hmm. like um mm-hmm. and yeah i i have family members who are very in tune with their bodies and like they've never had any issues and they're like they know when they're ovulating and i just i'm i I'm so out of touch to this day, really, with like my natural body cues. Like hunger and fullness to me are still very mysterious. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, what's that? <laughs> what's that about? Join um, the club. Totally don't right. worry. <laughs> oh my god. Like I, I am st- like continuously floored when people are like, "Oh my god, I'm so full, I can't eat another bite." I'm like, "What do you mean? What does that? <laughs> like, I literally mean? don't understand." So yeah, to, like normal quote unquote body cues to me are kind of a mystery. So when people have very regular cycles or can predict to the day when their period's coming that to me is like wizardry like mm-hmm. what sorcery are you practicing <laughs> wow. so that's as much that's as me. i missed it yeah. that's amazing yeah, yeah. that's so interesting though that you you really feel like you are missing out on something yeah i mean mm-hmm. and it's a little bit like patched up when you have a fake period like an induced period you're still like participating but uh, like you get the award for like participating <laughs> you're <but> dirty congratulations <laughs> thank you so much um but yeah, it's a little weird. Um, obviously, when you're like, you know, when you're a kid and you're traveling or whatever, like it's, yeah, convenient. But it, yeah, the idea that you're not connected to your body and you have no idea what's happening to it is very disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we're going to get to that, but I can tell you what I learned from my doctor now. Her name is Marcel Cedars. I should give her What's a shout Marcel? out. She's at UCSF. She's also let me quote her sometimes in stories. Um, yeah, she's great. But what she told me, again, she was the one that told me birth control may not be giving protective benefits. She was also the first person to tell me that um, weight restoration and doing all the things doesn't guarantee that your period will come back. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard that before. Mm-hmm. And it's in some ways comforting because it's like, okay, I've done everything I can do. Right. Um, she told me that and she always uses the same phrasing. She says, um, sometimes the insult to the system is so great at such a specific developmental age mm. that your body does not come back online. Mm. And she suspects that's what happened to me. Uh, um, so you may never. Yeah. Your naturally. Period? Yeah. Oh my yeah. Um, and, you know, you talk to a naturopath, you talk to a different kind of healthcare provider and they may have different opinions. But I'm 35, so I don't know how much, you know, how many more years I could like play around with it. Mm. Um But yeah, that was, and you know, it's also like to doctors, not that concerning. Once they get it under control, once they have you on a regimen that they feel is like protecting you, they're not, it's not something they think is going to kill you. It's not something, and even pregnancy, which we can get to is possible in some cases, not all cases, but, um, so yeah, to them, it's not super concerning. Interesting. Yeah. So what is your regimen right now? So she has, and this may change. Um, I don't know if I'm like super happy on it, but it's worked for a couple of years. Um, it's an estrogen patch that mm-hmm. delivers um, the estrogen like directly to the area. So it's like you put on your abdomen. Apply um, directly to apply the area. Apply directly <laughs> to the area. Um, and it's actually a lower dose of hormone than you would get. So you don't have to ingest it. So it's not going through your system. Mm. So supposedly it's like, that's kind of nice is that you're not getting an unnecessary amount of you know, synthetic hormone. Um, it's going directly there. And then I take progesterone 12 days out of the month. I don't know why it's 12. Um, Mm. and then the withdrawal bleed comes from that. Got it. Um, so it's not birth control. It's it's just not birth control. Yeah. It's not enough to offer. Like she's very clear about that. She's like, this is not (laughs) going to protect you. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not ovulating. So I don't, but you know, weird stuff happens. Miracles happen. Weird. Um,
Hey, I'm Adrian, the host of She's So Cool, a female empowerment podcast. This show is for listeners who want to learn about strong and influential women. Welcome to She's So Cool, where you will hear the life stories of female changemakers each week. Each woman's story will inspire you to embrace who you are, love yourself fiercely, and pursue your dreams. So the things that I don't think many people know about amenorrhea, it's not just that you're not getting period. It's that you're at risk for bone loss. Um, bone also, loss? Bone loss. How do you lose a bone? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a femur. It's a period? Where I don't you know. Go? <laughs> you're getting a period. I swear it was right here. Is that so embarrassing? I went to the so- bathroom and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um yeah that's what osteoporosis and osteopenia okay. are bone thinning God it's bone loss it. so yeah. your bones are just you know disappearing before your eyes and then um your uterus can shrink which yeah. is what happened to me oh. yeah they, they know for sure that your uterus is so they can do a transvaginal i'm just imagining my mom listening to this and be like why are you talking about this <laughs> hey, mom, no one okay. is ever gonna marry you <laughs> She's doing important work. You can and play yes, her will. all of our episodes and rest assured two out of the three of us are married. Awesome. <laughs> um, I'm great in other ways. Um, so yeah, so yeah, you're, you're uterishing. So what they do is a transvaginal ultrasound. Um, Magnos. Yeah. Hey, you do. You've been get that wand. That. Yeah, what get a that, fun get that wand up in you. Did you get the glove The condom on it? On it? Yeah, it's super <laughs> no, weird. It's, it's, it's a, a you loose, loose floppy glove. You got a real... You got a glove on it? Yeah. Oh, I, I missed that in the episode. Twice twice with the loose condom. That's and then once they couldn't find one of those, so they used the thumb of the glove. <laughs> so you know what? Kaiser <laughs> offering you top notch medical oh service. God. I was Kaiser for years. I totally get it. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, I mean I may have not like looked closely every time. They could have used a thumb on me. You I don't know. know. It's just, I don't know. It's just like a puzzle block. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um but yeah, they can stick a wand up there and they can see um the size of your uterus. They can actually measure it and it's so funny because it's you know when Whoa. you see people's ultrasounds like of their baby and you're like, What the hell? is that it's just yeah. like a blob <laughs> they're yeah. like oh my god it's my baby it's like really um <laughs> that's what it looks like like it's just like wow. do, she's like do you see this is your uterus this is your leftover and i'm like what the fuck is she looking right, at yeah. wow. um but they can actually like pause the image and then do something on the computer they and do measure the, it. like the football yeah. yes like, yes yes and i don't know what she's <laughs> okay. doing so here's the uh yeah. here's the attack exactly some kind of hail mary <laughs> on the on the ultrasound <laughs> yeah it's really weird um but they can measure, and when you're not getting hormones, um, those things shrink. Wow. And to wow. the point where they Whoa. could not carry a, a child if mm. necessary. Uh, wow. Um, but with a, with hormone replacement therapy, which is essentially what that is. So like when you hear about women doing that in menopause, yeah. hormone replacement therapy. So it's keeping it it can grow your uterus back to a normal size. Wow. Is, yeah. is that happening? Have they measured yeah. since? Mine's normal. Yay. Wow. Normal uterus. Normal <laughs> uterus. Um, we've learned it, that a uterus is actually like a flat, like a pocket. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And not 3D. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's like crazy. a balloon. No. So not a balloon. separate issue, but this is how they didn't know I had polyps. Because you would think as someone who has you know, people looking in there pretty frequently, <laughs> like every couple months. Checking in. Yeah, and polyps take apparently they take can take years to develop but like they they grow and grow and grow 
and um no one had ever seen anything there and then i was this is a very separate conversation but i was bleeding continuously for like a month straight which for obviously for me is like very abnormal yeah um and they couldn't stop it this is this is important though their treatment suggestion was like oh well it seems like something's off with your hormones um take a ba- uh, pack of birth control pills take three a day then taper down to what? two a day yeah yeah everyone i tell has that same reaction and I think that's an appropriate reaction. The reaction of all of oh us was, was just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah, was the yeah, look yeah, we yeah. all just gave. I forget. It's for- such a cartoon. Like, <laughs> 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 it's like a Scooby Doo episode in here. Oh my God. We're yeah. all like shaggy, like, whoa. <laughs> Yoinks. Um, is that what he says? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what. And I forget the name of it, but it's like a protocol. So basically, what had happened was I did one of my signature I'm gonna take a break things and I just with the supervision of my doctor I was like I'm gonna take a break for six months and see because I had been weight restored and all the things yeah, for a long you're time you're optimistic like totally totally so I took and this was like two years ago and I took a break and uh, or like a year and a half ago and um did not come back and so then I restarted but then this non-stop bleeding happened I'm wow. like oh it must be related mm-hmm. to that obviously like why what else would it be um turns out it was not related Whoa. uh it was just completely freak thing but but they assumed it was related and whatever that protocol is called it's to like regulate your hormones whatever so you take three pills a day then two then one and um I did that felt terrible Um, and um it didn't stop and I called them back and I was like I knew something else was going on and like it was I want to say it because doctors are so well-intentioned and there's so many wonderful amazing people like Dr. Kate who you're going to talk to but the system isn't really set up for them to take a lot of time to investigate so Mm -hmm. they when I told them it didn't work they said do it again they said take a second pack and I said no like I I didn't want to so they're like well you know we could investigate if there's something structural happening but that requires yeah that'd be cool but it requires um it's a it's a procedure like you have to come in and you have to get like a local anesthetic it's a whole thing so it's like yes do it just do Mm -hmm. it and it turned out I had like three giant polyps (gasps) Um, and but they had never you can't see it on the ultrasound because the uterus is a weird shape that's where all that was going yeah 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 so they that's yeah so they have to go in it's called a hysteroscopy uh, not a hysterectomy. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Lots of keywords today. Oh, yeah. So they go in with like a little scope, and you don't feel. I mean, you, I don't feel anything, but um, yeah. it's crazy, That's man. Bananas. It's wow, so you've had weird. such a journey, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't wow. ever feel like a journey. Like I was listening to the endometriosis episode, and like, yeah, I was listening to her, and I'm like, it's funny because my ex- and we should never compare experiences, mm-hmm. but I was like my experience is almost the like antithesis of hers mm-hmm. in that it's kind of just an absence of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, like hers was like all the stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and right. is kind but of just here's like the thing why it. it's good to, to compare and talk to realize that, cause I think with Allison who had endometriosis, she just assumed that everyone had cramps, that hers were just right. bad. Totally. But in that episode, when she was talking to the three of us, she was like, wait, you guys don't cr- get cramps at all? And we were all like, no, we don't mm. really get cramps. And so she was like, okay, this would have been nice to know 15 years well, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, and enter vicious cycle. Like, right. thank God yeah. this exists. And yeah. I've everyone knows I'm like such a weird fangirl about it. But I think what you Thanks guys are so doing much. is so important because uh, this stuff. Likewise, was, oh, thank Michelle. you. Yeah. This stuff just is not talked about. It's getting better, obviously. Like, it's becoming part of the conversation. Thank God. But when we were all growing up, Mm-mm. nobody talked no, about oh it. No, and you literally, like, I went to a talk um, a couple weeks ago, the one I told you about that I went to with Jennifer Berger, oh, yeah. and it was about like women's sexual health. It was just kind of a very general talk that was really cool. It just had different experts. 
and they asked like what's the one thing you felt was missing from your sexual education as it relates relates to women's sexual health one thing i mean yeah yeah, it's like name fifty thousand. like pleasure number one yeah Uh, that's not consent identity i mean all the things so there's just been there's so much lacking for an entire like most generations of women um yeah. so what you guys are doing is so cool. important thank you. thank you um well so it's interesting your story about like various medical professionals giving you this, this prescription She's making air quotes <laughs> medical <laughs> professionals prescriptions so and you mentioned that you saw a naturopath yes so i'm yeah so i'm curious about what like the differences in in how they view your situation and what they would suggest. Yeah. So the naturopath model is just completely different. Um, And I've been interviewing naturopaths for this other project and kind of like functional medicine, it's just more of a holistic and holistic people misinterpret that. It's not like you're just using herbs to like rub on yourself. (laughs) It's not like that holistic. It's like whole body, whole person perspective. So Western what's it called conventional it's sometimes called allopathic medicine which is what we use in this country is really like a disease focused system or a symptom focused system so you're Mm. treating symptoms you're treating disease um, which is amazing and necessary but these other modalities look at promoting wellness versus it's kind of just like the flip of it and that's how I look at it it's like you're not just like targeting what's wrong you're looking to promote and encourage what's right and not Um, waiting for something to go wrong ideally ideally yeah so you know nutrition is part of that um lifestyle is part of that stress is such a huge factor in so hypothalamic amenorrhea is I haven't used that term but I mean I um, use it every day so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I used it (laughs) I used it at the gas station. Um, (laughs) Can you hypothalamic amenorrhea me up? Um, Yeah. So your hypothalamus is like the control center in your brain. Um, Again, ask a doctor because I don't know if that's a proper (laughs) term. But um, when amenorrhea, the type that I have, and I think the type that athletes or people with eating disorders tend to have is like it's a disconnection between your hypothalamus and your lady parts um they should be communicating Mm -hmm. um and for whatever reason they're just not and they don't have an explanation for it and that's just what they call it hypothalamic amenorrhea like that's the root cause um stress is considered like the cause of it Mm. but stress is such an ambiguous term and i've actually had doctors i can't remember who it at one point but say to me like you know, the stress should be extreme. Like, it's not like you're running marathons, so that doesn't make sense. Like, you're not, like, in a third world country, so you're not really experiencing stress, like, Mm -hmm. which is so dismissive. And um, so just not understanding that stress is relative and subjective. Mm -hmm. And um, I think these other modalities really take that part of it seriously and Mm -hmm. sleep and all these things that are part of a whole wellness picture. It's not just food and exercise. It's really not. Like, we like to dumb it down and be like, you know, the key it's calories in calories out. Like that's health. And it's so not health. Yeah. Right. So how are you doing now? I'm good. What you up to girl? What you doing? Are you, are you feeling good about where you are on your menstrual journey? Um, I'm not really, uh, I'm not super feeling good. That's why I started seeing a new naturopath. I'm kind of like on a forever quest to feel my best. And, it, you know, it's all subjective. And I think everyone's kind of on that quest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was feeling pretty solid with this regimen. And then I think once I took the break and the polyps and all that, mm-hmm. like, I think it just like something just I don't feel right. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to get some kind of like 
answers and it's always tr- it's tricky with an eating disorder history because mm-hmm. you know you see a doc like I especially in the past few months I've kind of like noticed some weight stuff and I've mentioned it to doctors and they're like oh well have you ever seen a nutritionist and it's like can I slap you in the face like yeah. do you know how many I've seen and I I don't know I've I've I know all the things mm-hmm. uh so it's really frustrating to be asked those kinds of questions so yeah. Um, yeah, I'm continuing the care that I have and I still am a big believer in it, but I think there's always room for improvement, especially when it's kind of like non, uh, harm inducing, um, just kind of general lifestyle, like supplements and like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I think just having a guide who could suggest things who I trust would be nice. Oh, this Uh, is bringing up a lot of questions for me in a good way. I wish I had answers. I no, in a good way. Um, I'm. Um, getting my thyroid checked at oh, some point. Good, I asked, good. I, I requested that. a blood panel. Good. Um, cause I thought that I had been checked and that it didn't come back that I had any, any thyroid issues. Right. And then I, um, found a competent doctor yeah, and she was yeah. like, no, they didn't actually check for that uh-huh. because the doctor before that said, oh yeah, that'll just come up naturally. Like I had asked for to be tested for blood sugar because I tend to have high blood sugar and she said yeah that'll just come up what does that mean (laughs) she was wow the stories I have about this gynecologist oh my god that would be a good episode just like she she also told me I I asked her for a referral for um a dermatologist Mm -hmm. and she was like you know what? I think you're fine. She's like, we have a dermatologist that just kind of like walks around the halls here. So I'm going <laughs> to do a, and creepy. yeah. This yeah, is also like Kaiser. Okay, Kaiser. Was, it, it was Kaiser. She's like, so I'll just do a mole check. And if I see anything, I'll like give them a holler. <laughs> that seems like a bold hey, faced lie. <laughs> it's also not the right way to run a doctor's office. I no. will holler at her and she'll give me a wink and then yeah. we'll, we'll circle she'll back. Skedaddle over. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a white woman that's lived in California my whole yeah, life. You should just be writing right. that referral. Yeah. Like, no questions asked. Yeah. And, I still have yet to see a dermatologist. Not great. I mean, that's Ugh. what I found. And I learned this from my mom, too, for different reasons. Like, she took care of my grandparents for years and years. But you have to advocate so hard for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that that's how it is. But the system, and like, having worked in primary care, like, the system is not built for looking out for people it's not what do you wish you could tell young michelle konstantinovsky it's so so (laughs) that's a nice question we've never asked someone that before i like to ask people that that. when i interview them but i've never been asked like um, when it comes, I mean, I'm not, you could say yeah, about yeah, like, yeah. you know, watch certain TV shows when they come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Give I mean, Punky Brewster is going to be very Apple. important in yeah. your future. Um, but like so. in terms of, yeah, eating disorders. And yeah, it's and, funny because it's like, it's hard, man. Like, and I think it's harder and more complicated now with social media. Like I just praise Jesus, whoever, I don't even know. I'm like non-practicing <laughs> Jew um, that I'm so grateful that did not exist when we were kids. Yeah. Uh, it is, I mean, I am so caught up in it and I am again in my thirties. Um, so I cannot imagine growing up with it mm. and having your brain develop around it. Um, I think just it's not worth it. And I think and I've written about this before, like the longer it goes, I find in my experience, the longer those patterns settle in and your brain wires to believe things, the harder it is to unravel things, mm-hmm. rewire, break them. So I think like like you were able to, Kate, like nipping stuff in the bud like 
quick or early if possible. Mm-hmm. That's like the key. It's not impossible to bounce back. I li- I'm very happy. Like I have a wonderful life. I'm so grateful for everything. But yeah, this shit isn't easy. It sticks with you. Yeah. Um, and had I really, you know, addressed it. I, I mean, I did address it. I don't know what else could have been done. But um, I think before like let before it gets as out of hand as mine got. Yeah. Um, so I think talking about it is really key and that's where I think social media is actually can be extremely useful and helpful and I've written about um you know thin spo blogs and all of that but there's also like a huge community online of recovery and yeah. people supporting each other which I think is so awesome and body positivity yeah because like, I, I think a lot for me where a lot of my insecurities came from was I read teen magazines really mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. And like they would have like, I dieted. Here's totally. what I weighed. And then here's now what I weigh. Yeah, and I think fuck. those numbers were emblazoned in my head yeah. at like age 10. Totally. Mm-hmm. totally. And I think if I had had someone like body, shout outs, yeah. like body pot as a panda or even like, um, Crystal Rowe, who we interviewed, yeah. who will be later on in the season, who draws like a, a, a yes. large woman of color in her cartoons, totally. like mm-hmm. who yes. just has like stretch marks and, yes. and marks where her jeans yes are on her yeah. stomach and I'm like dude that would have been so yes. helpful I talk yeah. about this all the time yes a hundred percent hundred thousand percent I talk about this all the time but I remember I can see it in my head right now glamour magazine shout outs um they put out oh my god it was I don't even know when this was but it was sometime before social media they put a model and I'm blanking on her name but it, I don't even think the article was about body positivity it could have been but I don't think it was but the model she's like sitting on a chair naked I think it was just like the naked issue or whatever Mm -hmm. and she's sitting on a stool and she had like a belly roll and there was no mention of it there was no like how to lose that there was no arrows pointing to it (laughs) she just had it and she was like this beautiful woman and she just looked happy and normal and it was the first time I had ever seen that outside of like my home or the gym locker room or whatever like and I was already probably like 19 or 20 and I had never seen it. And it was, it, it was so revolutionary to me that it's, I can literally see it when I close my wow. eyes. Um, and thank God now like body posse Panda, who I just love her to death and I have interviewed and I haven't, mm. I need to put that out in the world cause she's such a light. Um, there's, it's just normal. That's just yeah. bodies. And, I don't know. Sometimes I have weird thoughts like flowers come in all shapes and sizes and dogs come in all shapes. And we don't judge that. Like how crazy is that? Like there's like chihuahuas and then there's like German shepherds. And they're like, honestly, can we talk about chihuahuas? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But like they're all dogs and we're okay with that. Why are we not okay with the fact that people can look different? Right. Insane. I mean, do you guys do this with all your guests? Yeah. No, no, with, no. Um, I, I have like a similar why, I, like why I cried, why I teared up mm. recently, which was seeing um, Lizzo's um, album hero. cover. Oh my god! And like, I'm queen, gonna queen, try not queen. to get emotional, but yeah. um, let it out, Meg. I know. Yeah. <laughs> let it out. I love it. Um. Shit. Oh, like, hold my hand. I love you. <laughs> 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 it's like coming really hard. Um, so I was looking at her um, album cover. And um, she's naked on the album cover. And my eyes went straight to the rolls in her belly. And I thought like it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And... um. <clears throat> I had never thought about belly rolls in that way before. Yeah. Um, 
So that just brought that up for me. It's like, it was really like a revolutionary thought um, to look in the mirror and be like, oh, that's like a beautiful part of me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I need to hide. So sorry, guys. No, I'm like so it. grateful. Oh God, thank <clears throat> you so much for sharing. And like, I think that's so important. And it's also like, it's not like one thing is beautiful to the exclusion of something else. And that's what I think people get lost with body positivity and don't understand like, oh, you're celebrating this and your skinny shape. It's like, no, like literally humans come in different sizes Mm -hmm. and shapes and varieties and colors. And it's all good. Like it's all beautiful and wonderful. And I'm saying this, but I have horrible thoughts about myself to this day. We all do. It doesn't like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like there's, there's talk of like, oh, rec- full recovery is totally possible. And that means that you never have an eating disordered thought. And I think if that's possible for someone cool, it's not my reality. Yeah. And it's not yeah. the reality of like most people I know um, who not necessarily even had eating disorders, just live in this world. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're you see one specific body type, really. And you know, it's kind of weird to say, but the Kardashians kind of have done something positive in yeah, that they kind of mixed it up. Yeah. And I mean, obviously still unattainable, still like pretty much beyond what any <laughs> human could get. But um, <laughs> but it's at least something different than what the one body type we were exposed to as kids, yeah. you know, um, Okay, and just like the 90s when it was like yeah, hip huggers man oh my god Dude. hip huggers like go worse the worst like i <laughs> love britney look- i love her but she did that to us yeah. it was her <laughs> fault it was on her i will um, say too though like i still feel like i still deal with this stuff like my husband recently for the last like 10 months has lost a ton of weight he looks mm-hmm. great he's super fit he's he's for the first time i think in his life like caring about his diet and his weight but it, it's triggering something in me totally. that I, like I he brought that. a scale in and I was like, Mm-mm. can you hide that? Like, I don't, I don't want to step on it, Good you know? You. And I haven't. And I, I, every time I'm about to take a shower, I'm like, I could just, no, could just. Totally. and I'm like, just don't, just yeah. don't. But like him always talking about it is oh, like, man. I had to tell him to stop. Like, like don't comment on my salad. Cause at one point he was like, Oh, that salad probably has more calories than the burger oh, I ordered. No. I was like, don't ever say that. Yeah. Like, please don't say that. No. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's, it's just, I, yeah. And when I see like calories on menus, cause you know how it's like mm-hmm. the law. Yeah. <laughs> in some places, it's like legal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I don't no, want to know it. I do. I go back to like doing math. I don't yeah. want to do math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Math, totally. math was really destructive yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. No, totally. I got really good at it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot. I think it's hard for people who've never, I mean, maybe like your husband has never struggled or even had a thought of it. So mm-hmm. it's very foreign to people who have not dealt with it. I think the vast majority of people have dealt with it, mm-hmm. but it's still like, the, it's confusing to people how to talk about it because it's in memes. It's in like every, like weight loss is just a thing that yeah. we talk yeah. about. And it, it still was, sells magazines. Oh my yeah. God, totally. Yeah. Kate and I, when we were in grad school, um, I worked for Michael Pollan, who was a professor at our school. And I think people kind of thought it was funny that like me, who is writing about eating disorders constantly is working for like the food Mr. God, food. like, like <laughs> Mr. Food, dude. Yeah. Um, and it actually made perfect sense and everything I learned from him like he calls it a national eating disorder and he doesn't mean like anorexia or bulimia or binge eating he just means like our relationship to food and our bodies and all of it is dysfunctional and I think it's on a spectrum I don't think it's an either or I don't think it's like you either are eating disordered or you're this or whatever it's like we were conditioned a certain way the food industry has become a certain way marketing Mm -hmm. is its own fucked up thing yeah. um so i think we've all 
just been brought up in the same kind of cesspool. Um, so even if you've never been diagnosed with whatever, um, you're exposed to the same toxic messages and images. And um, yeah, I don't think you require a medical diagnosis to need support and help and um, just to be able to talk about it and share. And again, like, thank you guys for doing that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh my God. Is there anything in closing that you want to tell our listeners, someone mm-hmm. out there who might be going, huh, I haven't gotten my period in more than three months. Yes. Um, I don't even think it has to be three months. I know that's a textbook uh, definition, but I think you know your body more than better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Like we're not taught that, but it's your body and your body works differently than the body next to you and the body next to like, I think just having faith in yourself that you know yourself better (laughs) than anybody. Mm -hmm. And it can be hard when a medical professional tells you otherwise, but stay strong in that no matter what, as much as you can. It's really good advice. That's Mm -hmm. crazy empowering. We're not given that opportunity to embrace that as humans, that we're just different. So trust that. And your different is still good and great mm-hmm. and lovely. Can you just like be in my house? <laughs> yeah, I know. In my mirror. Yeah. <laughs> the irony though of like practicing what you preach. Like, I don't talk I to know. myself this I way, know. you guys. Right. Oh my but God. We should, we should talk to ourselves the way we talk to our friends. Like yeah. that's oh what God. I yeah. always told myself. Like is like if, what I talked about about the way I think about my body and right. think about to my best friend. Right. I would never. Could you imagine? I would never. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't oh. think that about. You would have no else. friends. Yeah, yeah, that's. I would have zero friends. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> and yeah, and you don't notice it. You don't I was talking to a friend about. Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was just like, literally, like I, I like people will bring things up, and it's like, wow, it's your friends. You don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like it's just not what you focus on. Everyone be nice to yourselves because you deserve it. Oh. You're all beautiful humans. Oh okay. Oh <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. This was such an enlightening episode. It we learned was. so much and Aww. I feel so good. I feel I great. Love you guys. This was amazing. This was the highlight of Just my 2019. Come I think so whenever you want to chat. I yeah. always want to chat. We want to cool. do something about pop culture and periods. I'm so. here for it. Oh, yay. Okay. You might be the here right person for, for that. Actually, yes. yes. That'd be I really fun. all Kardashian related questions. <laughs> I'm going I'm to start going you. through Vanderpump with yes. the fine tooth comb. Oh I'm going to find bleeding. some period she content. some stuff. Yeah, I mean, for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Come on. We can find some. We can find something. <laughs> No. Anyway, idea. thank you so much, Michelle. Thank we love you. Thanks, so much. Michelle. Love you guys. Um, do you want to shout out any of your website? Insta- oh my God, I would be honored. I mean, I'm really bad at keeping up my website, but it's michellekmedia.com, um, and I put most of my clips there, but not even what I the smidgen of what I should. My Instagram is at michellekmedia, and same on Twitter because um, I can't fit my last name into anything. <laughs> so Michelle K Media all around. Yay! Yay! Love you. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, listeners, before we end, we're ridiculous and we always have so much fun in these interviews that we forget to ask our guests the three crazy questions. So I asked Michelle to send us her answers and I'm just going to read them out to you. So if her period could drink, it would drink a fruity margarita, a basic bitch situation, she says. Um, Her period's Patronus would be a manatee, which, you know, goes with our theory that everyone picks aquatic animals and I love it. And if her period could vote, it would be a staunch liberal who would vote for a Beyonce, Michelle Obama, maybe Janelle Monet ticket. And I am here for that ticket. Let's make it happen. Thanks, Michelle. Now that we've heard from Michelle and we've heard a lot about 
doctory things about periods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a great um, segue into our next two episodes, which we are dedicating to our interview with the real life gynecologist. Real life. This gynecologist's name is Catherine White, aka Kate White, aka Dr. Kate, aka not Kate, our Kate. <laughs> Another Kate. Two Kates, two Megs. One pod. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> Definitely tune in for that. We have so many questions that get answered in those two episodes. Questions that you've asked that, that we ask on your behalf. So um, until then, catch up on any episodes that you haven't. Uh, rate and review us. Please share us with a friend. And until next time, keep calm. And bleed everywhere. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.